Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. If you're channel, please consider subscribing, hitting that bell notification so you're made aware of any time putting new content on. Uh, sometimes we have, obviously have one video going up a day, but sometimes I'm in a good mood, you know, if you beat, beat Chelsea or, or things like that, you know. It's, you know, so make sure you take advantage of that while I'm in a good mood and make sure you hit that bell notification so you don't miss any, um, any, <laughs> any interviews, any memories, because everyone's a belter, including today's guest. Um, you're recognize him if you obviously follow the hammers chat forums and and the channels uh, you know particularly mike on mondays which i particularly like at the moment being the only person on youtube on a monday called mike talking about <laughs> it's, uh, it's my manera hi mike how are you man hello mate yeah i'm nothing else if not niche <laughs> <laughs> they always say you have to find a niche and you've crafted it yourself which is brilliant how are uh, you how's uh, things Oh, good, mate. Uh, good. Yeah, yeah. We're gradually coming out of this lockdown nonsense. And West Ham won on Wednesday. I, I appreciate this might be shown sometime after, but we're a couple of days after the uh, win over Chelsea. So, uh, happy days. Yes, everyone's happy days. Everyone's. It was, uh, yeah, as, as we said before we started, it was a shame. The only shame is it's one of those games which people, if there were 60,000 people there, would have been even more. So, we'd have probably won 4-5-2, to be perfectly honest, I think, because I think the crowd would have pushed them on. Uh, but yeah. It would have been a different game. But, uh, yeah, the first the first one. I mean, two cut, cut more, I think. Two more wins and we'll be all right, I reckon. That's what I think. Uh, yeah, I think some Bournemouth are falling apart, aren't oh, they? But, hey, oh. about about this season because like uh, <laughs> redundant a few months time if someone catches up on this won't it that's and, that's, uh, that's it innit that's it I mean I, I remember saying when we played Southampton before it I was like great we're at the bottom three we're still at the bottom three and then people were like why I said well you'll, I, think we'll, I think we'll be shut down soon and I was surprised we came back but doesn't matter it's what it is and uh, you know, as long as we, we carry on and as you said we'll see what happens and if we finish the season brilliant if we don't as long as we get the bottom three, yeah. it's all I'm, all I'm bothered about. Yeah. But anyway, we talk about other stuff on this channel. We don't. We I leave all the topical stuff to you lot on Hammers Chat. You know all the recent <laughs> stuff. I go about nostalgia. No one, no one can criticise me about nostalgia. Um, and so you know, the whole idea of this is always to find out about memories and stuff about West Ham. So for you, Mike, why West Ham? Why is West Ham your club? Right, you ready for a weird one? Love it because because like okay. So I come from um, uh, from a very Anglo-Italian household, right? So, so hence the surname of Monera yeah. uh, on my dad's side. But uh, my dad wasn't around for long because he ran off to Brazil with another woman, right? <laughs> no, it wasn't just like he left. He went to the other side of the world. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, so there was me and my mum and 
Herma, my nan, had a huge influence on my growing up. And, and right, I was an only child, and my mum's only child. But my nan uh, came from this generation. My nan was really old, like proper old. She was born in 1899. I come from a family of kids ridiculously young. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, ridiculously old. It's the other way, isn't it? Yeah, old. Yeah. So my nan was born in 1899. She had this array of 100 sisters and brothers and whatever. And there were these women used to come around. So I was brought up in southeast London, like Lewisham, New Cross area, proper Millwall territory. Yeah. And, um, and there was just running by old women. That's all I was. It was all it was me and a load of old women I was growing up. And my nan lived in this uh, terraced house in uh, southeast London, proper two up, two down, outside bog. We'd be in the garden where the Anderson Shell used to be. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Proper yeah, small, yeah, yeah. The class people. And, um, and lovely, wonderful people. And she had this um, lady who lived on the same road, like 10 doors down. My Aunt Rose, who was her sister, was round. And they would always talk about this, that, and the other. They would come around drinking endless cups of tea. And one day she said the weirdest thing. She said, oh, I'm really excited about the cup final. And I was, I'll tell you how old I was, because I was uh, eight, right? And um, I was like aware of football. I liked playing football, but I didn't really have a team. Yeah. And I and then you couldn't watch TV, watch football on TV. Uh, mm-hmm. You know there was massive day and stuff or the big match, but to watch a live game on TV was a real rarities. I'm sure you remember. And like I was like, what? Well, wow, this is going to be on the telly. I can watch this live. And she then came. Then the next time I saw, her, she said, "I have walked the whole of South London, the whole of South London, trying to find a rosette for you, so we can watch you one air it when the cup final's on." And uh, anyway, the cup final rolls around. I switched the telly on. I'll get my mum to switch it on. I had no interest in football at all. And on to this cup final. The only thing is, she hasn't told me what team. Right? <laughs> and it's. It's West Ham and those lovely claret and blue shirts against Fulham. It's 1975, people. And um, of course, I'm going to go for the colourful team. Yeah, of course. Eight. eight. And luckily for me, the team won. And uh, turned out it was the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Which set all these people totally against me. I turn up and that, yeah, next week, yeah, we won. What do you mean? West Ham won. We were supporting Fulham. Uh, I wasn't, and <laughs> I've been a West Ham supporter ever since, and mm. it's been annoying everybody I've been around growing up in deepest, darkest Millwall territory, in much the same way I did that day, and it stuck, it just really stuck, I went, right, that's my team, Yeah, that is my team, and weirdly, a couple of years later, uh, I talked my mum into taking me to a football match, right, got really, my mum knew nothing about football. She hated football. By then, I was a proper full-on football fan, right? Mm. Um, Ten, you know, fanatical. Love playing football, everything about football, collecting the stickers and the cards and everything. And I, and she, she took me to the only place she knows she could take me, the local team. So my first ever football match was Millwall against Blackburn Rovers in the <laughs> old third division. And I remember standing there in driving rain and wind, surrounded by oiky Millwall fans, and they are all oiky. I mean, proper. <laughs> and they all started singing, we hate West Ham and we hate West Ham. And that just cemented it, because if yeah. they hate it, I want part of that thing. So, and that was, that was it, really. It stuck with me. And because I had a weird upbringing, and I couldn't, I had no one to take me to football. That was, that was one football match I went to, like, as a youth. And then, you know, I got to the point where I left home really, really. I left home at 16, 
Then I ended up living in Manchester for education and work and whatever. Mm. Um, I went to a load of away games before I ever went to Oxton Park. Yeah. In my mind, knowing nothing about North England, I'm like, oh, I'm in Manchester. I'm going to go and watch West Ham away. Right. Yeah. Derby. Well, I've been here, but it's all the North. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I ended up going to the baseball ground in Derby, Bradford, Oldham, which, to be fair, was just up the road for St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Nil throttling. I was at that. That was before I'd ever been to Upton Bar. Mm-hmm. Then I moved back to London and I've been going ever since. Do you know what I mean? Upton Bar, obviously. That. And so, so that is my route into West Hamism. It's a weird way around. It's mm-hmm. just, it's a really odd one. There's no family connection. I'm not an East Londoner, I'm a South Londoner. It's, it's, do you know what I mean? It's just, it is what it is. But yeah. uh, you will find no one with more clout and blood than me, as I'm sure you're aware. Well, apart yeah. yourself and all, all the rest of us West Ham fans, but you know. It's uh, it's stuck, and I'm I'm a fanatic of West Ham fan. Have been ever since. Yeah, no, I love I love those stories. It's we interviewed um we interviewed another fan called Nigel King, and and he he he. And I was like, why West Ham to him? And basically, it was very similar to you. He turned on match of the day, and his granddad went, "Oh, what football team do you support?" And he went, "Oh, that one." And it was West Ham, yeah, like proper proper Andy from Little Bread. Oh, that one. And um, and uh, it was West Ham. And it was just, and then that's it. And he's been a fan for like 50 years since. You know, it's crazy. I, I actually did. And I'd implore people to get out on the Hammers Chat. You go, go on to the Hammers Chat YouTube channel. You will find I did a video where I just interviewed a load of people on the boat. You know, the place where we yeah. meet up and ask question, why do you support West Ham? And I'll go into more depth on my story. And some of them were joyous. Just my favourite one was Jez Whetstone, Sean's dad. Right. And that was because he was a child, he was on holiday in Cornwall, and, that, and the squad were in a postseason break in the same place. Yeah. I was like, what? And that yeah. is why that stuck. I know. That is a random reason to support West Ham. And because of that, that's, that's why Sean's a, Sean's a fan. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's what You're it right. is. Yeah, mental. And, and you can hear him tell that story on my video. There's loads of great. I thought it would all be, oh, my dad's for them. I'm yeah. his son. No, there's loads of really random stories. It's brilliant. It's great fun. But it, but it doesn't matter where you come from and how you get there. Everyone ends up the same, you know. Everyone, it just gets into the fabric of your clothes, doesn't it? And and like, you know, you think work-wise, you know, you oh, I've got a meeting. Oh, oh, West Ham playing at home. Oh, yeah, well, I'll do it there, and then I can go to the game. It's funny how it all just, just it's like osmosis, isn't it? It just gets into your skin. <laughs> I think now it does. It becomes part of your clothing, part of your DNA. Yeah. I think you're absolutely Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 we've been social distancing for years as as West Ham fans. We we don't shake we don't shake hands. So we just go, come on, and that's it. You don't need to shake hands. You don't need to hug, high five. It could be a, a random bloke in the street. So in a West Ham yeah, shirt, come on, and then that's it. And uh, and so we're well ahead of the curve. We always have been. <laughs> so I'm not worried when we go back to London Stadium. To be honest, although I can't wait. And obviously, probably you guys can't wait getting back on the boats eventually. And you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be great fun. But I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, but as I said to, to you earlier, I'm not watching the um, the games with the with the t- TV on, but listening to the um, watch along on the yeah. Hams chat. It's as close as I can get to being with those guys. Well, I've got often be at a game with anybody. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, and you make your own fun, as they say in the old days. Yeah, so I'm slightly loop, but you know what I mean. It's uh, it's it's you get by the best you can. Right? At least yeah. draw them. Still yeah, I'm, yeah, I still, yeah, I still, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Clearly, the players need to know 
they're playing at London Stadium. Uh, you know, if the bubble was on there, if he else didn't give it away, they, they had the music. I mean, we've, we've done some, we've tried to do some different things. So, like, we've we, we put together a different mix. So, it's not all the 1975 FA Cup winning version. Um, we mix it in. So, you we put like the, we recorded the fans singing the fortunes bit. So, it mixes in a bit. So, it's a, at least it sounds like there's fans there. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a bit weird. But, um, but it's what it is, isn't it? And I think you know, we, I think it might be the norm for a little while longer. That's that's what I see. Um, well, obviously, definitely this year, but I, this season. But I think um, we'll see what happens. I reckon. I, I don't know how they, what they'll do. They'll probably do some sort of ballot thing and start. I mean, London Stadium's quite good for that sort of because it's quite a big bowl. You can social distance. Yeah, you can social distance people quite nicely, can't you? And so, <laughs> so I would say defence has been socially distancing <laughs> yes. from the. Season, but. <laughs> I, I thank you. Yes, indeed. Here all week, but that's the truth. Um, but yeah, it's what it is, isn't it? But um, no, it, it's yeah, it is weird. But um, as I said, you know, I, I get to get and I get a car park space, which is literally neck like outside the stadium. You know, I, it's <laughs> I literally park right next to the where the, the, where the stones are. It's mental. It's absolutely mental. But uh, needs must. And I'm actually really really impressed by how they do it. You know, it's like I don't get. You know, I had visions of it taking forever to get through and being temperature checked, and da, da, da. but literally, it's like a, literally a five ten minute process, and you're in. One day, I would, I would like to, I would like to. I don't think I'll be able to. I'd like to film it one day, just so people knew. So obviously, people don't know. You know, it's something the fans don't. You know, don't want to see. But I don't think I'll be allowed to do that. But it's very, very simple. Um, it is a bit weird having to, you know, have your temperature taken and uh, fill in the health questionnaire each time you play, go to football. But hey, it's what it is. Um, now, now, obviously, Mike, what we do, we do this sort of hammers eleven thing. So. Um, Obviously, from God, from seventy-five onwards, you've got quite a nice spread of players to look at, to be honest. Um, and that's what we try and say. We try and say that the only parameter is you have to be alive to have seen them play. Um, meaning, so not, we get different. Obviously, generationally, we get different people. So otherwise, it'd be quite boring if it was just your your dream because everyone would be the same, pretty yeah. much. Um, and I think that's what Gonzo thought it was when I first came to him with the idea uh, but now he's now he now he, now he realizes a bit different which is great um so that's what we try and do you know and we try and give it to a 442 but i'm happy to but flick it around i'm you know i'm, I'm a little bit better at video editing than i was you know i'm sort of picking up on my go it's a bit easier now um but that's really it and it's your 11 so you can talk about whoever the bug you want to talk about mike to be honest um it's it doesn't have to be the best players be the worst players it could be we've had the sick note 11 we've had uh, what Brian did the other day? Too good to go down. Eleven. That was a brilliant one. That was fantastic. Honestly, the some of the players being relegated for West Ham is is, is incredible when he went through them. Um, it is. Oh, it's mental, isn't it? Absolutely mental. Um, so, so for you, Mike, um, you're eleven. You're eleven. Who would be between well, the sticks? Well, I'll tell you now. I've gone with my favourite players rather than the best players and also that I must have seen them play in a stadium rather than on TV right so I've kept it to people I've I've obviously watched a lot of live football with West Ham so and um, so it's I've I've stuck to that yeah if that's okay and I've got with my favourites some of whom are horribly predictable horribly between the sticks we'll start with We've been blessed, though, with a lot of good goalkeepers in my time. Yep. I think it's a position we feel well. Mm. Um, I, I think our current goalkeeper could have easily made it on there. And we've had... Um, I, just had I, I like Rob Green a lot when he was playing mm. for us. And um, 
but there was only one choice for me. It's funny because when you ask me to do it, you instantly you can't help your head races through, and you're yeah. oh god, right? Who am I going to put in there straight away? Ludette McCosco. Oh, I thought he was going to say Neil Finn. Um, <laughs> Ludo. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be Lou Dittman just because he was just you almost thought he could just stand in front of the goal and no one's going to yeah. score he was enormous but also a proper athlete and at a time when we didn't really have I thought star players I'm in the frame there it, yeah. it was like um, we, we he was one definitely yeah. and um when you, it's funny when you, it's funny because you mentioned about the thing about too good to go down. You could put a really good team together of quality players who got relegated with West Ham. But if you think that Billy Bonds team that went down, that was when I was first, I had a season ticket. I remember the eight used to go to get a North Bank season ticket for 50 quid. Wow. Like stand on the North Bank. You could, yeah, it was like a book that tear one out each time you went through. And, um, and uh, that team that went down in that era with Billy Bonds in charge, wasn't good enough to stay up, but my God, they tried. I mean, that team would have crawled over broken glass for West Ham. And I, I really admired that about them. Later teams had the ability to stay up, but in my opinion, weren't putting the work in. Yeah. That team really worked. Do you know what yeah. I mean? They wanted it. Yeah, but yeah. they just, we lacked enough quality in enough position. We had quality in a couple of positions, but sadly not. Not mm. loads of them, but yeah. I still love that team to a large extent because they, on the day they could play, but their day was sadly not that often. But they tried in every game, you know, and they really, really went for it. Anyway, rambling a bit, McCross going goal for me, mate. It's yeah. got to be. Yeah, Ludo, Ludo, Ludo. Uh, okay, Ludo's in goal. Let's go, let's go left back. I reckon I could probably guess your left back, but let's go left back. Has anyone else chosen anyone other than Julian Dix? Uh, if I told you Charlie Walsh did. You are joking. Yeah. I haven't seen Charlie's one, actually. I've been Charlie, watching a lot. Charlie oh. Walsh did. Uh, he, um, yeah, we've actually, <laughs> well, it's a generational thing, isn't it, really? A lot of, a lot of old, experienced, not older fans, experienced fans. Um, they pit Frank Lampard Senior. Um, obviously, Julian comes up quite a lot. Yep. Yeah, Charlie picked um uh Razvan Rat um <laughs> because of the uh because of the Christmas uh onesie picture with uh, with Adrian. Um we've had uh Phil Whelans he picked um Vladimir Labant because he didn't uh, for his team. But yeah honestly yeah but Julian comes up across across the ones but yeah <laughs> Okay, I, 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 okay, I'll leave that. There was the lad who went to Liverpool I quite liked, but um, for one season, I've got yeah. to say. Um, but go? anyway, yeah. uh, as Julian Dix did. But um, <laughs> there you go. Um, Julian Dix, uh, for me, uh, look, I think full-back, both sides, uh, we'll get on to that right back in a moment, yeah. um, has been a major... Bang. If, uh, we can say we had quite a lot of good goalkeepers. We've not had any full-backs, for, no. in my opinion, no. of quality. Since the two I'm going to put in here, one at left back and one at right back. Um, Julian Dix, right. Everyone knows about the Terminator and the lad and, and, and the hard tackling. I have watched Julian Dix run a game from left back, like dominate possession as a left back. I don't know of another left back ever that can do that. I mean, when I say, you know, like you've got that, that play can get hold of midfield and run a game. We can talk about 
great players from around the world that have done that in World Cups and Premier League and whatever in days mm. of yore. Uh, Joe Brooking could do it back in the day or do you know what I mean? Or you've got yep. blah, blah, blah. those great players who can do that. Uh, and like, like, you know, Glenn Oddle would stand in the middle of the room and start spraying passes around and do all of that sort of stuff, right? Julian Dix did that left back. He yeah. would just be flying passes all over the pitch. Just And you'd watch somebody get the ball. Martin Adams get the ball in midfield, turn around, pass sideways and backwards to Dix as an, as an aggressive move, as, as a full... And Dix would just spray the pass, which Martin Adams can't see, bless him. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because he wasn't that sort of player. And that's yeah, yeah, no nightmare yeah. of mine. And slagging him off, Crockett would want to kill me. I watched his show, his one of he's yours. Funny, it's yeah, hilarious. He was hilarious. And, um, but like, um, he could just dominate a game from left back. And yeah. I know he's predominantly known as, you know, Terminator and that aggressive tackle. And he did that as well. But I think people miss out on just what a quality player. Do you Dick? Blimey, what a player. No, I agree totally. And I think outside of West Ham that there's that assumption. Inside West Ham, we know how much of a great player he was. Um, but yeah, and yeah, he was he he was he was, you know, he epitomized West. And and what I liked about Jim, and what actually what I liked about that that type of that era of players that played for West Ham is they were all proper relatable. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you could walk into the pub well, you, well on Saturday you can, you could walk into the pub. And and Julian and you wouldn't think twice of Julian, of someone like Julian, propping up the bar. Do you know what I mean? It is like actually you can't stand by the you're not allowed to stand by the bar now. But before pre-lockdown, um, yeah. And and he was one of those players who just, you know, he turned up. He had his short, you know, socks around his ankles, shirt untucked, ripped his collar and had the hoop neck collar. Have a can of coke in the Mars bar, and then go and play ninety minutes, and as you said, dominate the game. And it was just. I, I, tell, I tell you what you say. <laughs> this is this weird Julian Dick story coming up. Um, I don't even know this, but for, I did 15 years as a stand-up comedian. Yeah. yeah. Playing all over the country, a bit of telly and the rest of it, right? So that's sort of my background. So I'm done doing it now, but that's what I was doing until quite recently, right? And I did a club, a comedy club, a number of years ago uh, in a town called Essex called Withamhoe. And it was Withamhoe Football Club, right? And I get to this venue, and it was a lovely club, a lovely comedy club, lots of lovely people there. And the manager of Witham Ho FC is stood at the bar, Julian Dix. Brilliant. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm like, and he was just so sweet and nice. I mean, he didn't say for the show he was there for something else. Do you know what I mean? And you're yeah. like, oh, my gosh. It's Judy and Dix, just in jeans and a t-shirt, you know, bubbling around and whatever. You, you, you're like, yeah. what a nice guy. And, you know, putting up with this idiot, like, God, looks like a, <laughs> like a gay bouncer on the night, I think I did. Do you know what I mean? I had, like, one for flouncing up to him going, oh, my Julian, do you know what I mean? That's just like, what a star. Yeah. So, hats off, proper yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll put him in. Right, let's let's you you, you alluded to the right back. Let's go to the right back then, Mike. Who have we got right back then, man? I have a guess if I've picked just the Glasgow and Dix. Another one you've had on your show, uh, Tim Breaker. Lovely guy. Uh, the last decent right back we've had. Actually, Carl Jenkinson had that season when I, I enjoyed him playing for us, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, up and down that side, right back. Uh, I, I, I remember one, you my favourite 
go seeing Tim Breaker's story of play very quickly. I remember going to White Palace, right? And the, the way and used to be exactly opposite where it is now when it was terracing time, yeah? And I'm a White Palace. And Tim Breaker was actually playing the central defence because we had a load of injuries. And we had, I might have been Kenny Brown just starting in, in at right back, right? And um, they had John Solarco playing for him. Do you remember John Solarco played for Palace? We were all singing in the, in the away end, if Solarco plays for England, so do I. If Solarco plays for England, so do I. Give me a good, but Solarco is running merry darms down that side. Yeah. And he's skilling our left back, right back. He comes over, like um, Solarco does. You see, see Tim break up, I've had enough of this. Comes out of his defensive position, comes over to Solarco. Solarco goes to dance past him. The ball goes in row X. Solarco <laughs> is in row Z behind it, right? Ball, player, and, and, and the ref just gives, because he's played the ball first, just gives a throw in, right? Yeah. It was almost like Tabresco, no, lad, this is how you do it. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. this is how you deal with it. Goes over, out the way, boom. And that was the last we saw of John Solarco in that game. He didn't go off injured, <laughs> he just didn't try and run past anyone after that. And, and it's great. I mean, also, he just up and down. That wing, he was a metronome. Yeah, he was, but an attacking fullback before attacking fullbacks were a thing. Mm. And uh, he had one out of a shot. I remember being on the north bank, and some lad in the front row was not unconscious. One of his shots, and it just went wide. <laughs> the poor lad in the mm-hmm. head, and the first day people dragging him out of the north bank, and uh, shouldn't laugh at someone else's expense. But you're like, crikey, he hit that shot, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, but a great play, great, a great football. Always seemed to be fit. It helped down central strengths mm. when we had injuries there, and just just was a good, regular, solid right back for us. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. He was, and he's a lovely guy as well. I mean, he's um, he was one of those players that I because that was around the the like ninety one, ninety two. That was when I probably started properly going, and he was one of those players I didn't appreciate at the time. Um, because he wasn't, I was reasonably young. So he wasn't the goalkeeper. He wasn't the the goal getter, or he wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't Clive Allen. He wasn't, you know, yeah, Kevin Keane. But um, going back and watching it, like you, like you can do now, you, when we had time on our hands, um, he was a he was a player. And obviously, talking to everyone else, all the ex players, you know, he was like the modern day professional now. You know, just yeah, complete uh, machine, complete machine. But um, right, I put Timmy B. In. And, and of, right, I'd agree with that. I don't know if I fully appreciated how good he was then. No. Like, I knew he was good, but I don't, didn't realise how good. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and I think that's a fair point. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely. I mean, and I, and I, and I said that to him in the interview. Look, I, I tell you, I like you give a shit, but I, I didn't appreciate him, but now I do. You know, touch He was like, oh, fair enough. Uh, didn't know what to say, to be honest. Right, okay, let's go centre half then, Mike. Who's your first centre half then? Um, okay. Um, I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to step out of that team for a minute. Go on, I, go I'm going to go with someone I've not heard anyone saying. Yeah, I thought he was a very, very good and very classy centre-half for us. And that's Matthew Upson. Uh, for I, first yeah. time, I, I always had, carry on, I always get my, uh, always have my spreadsheet open. I think that's the first time Matthew Upson's come up. I'll be but honest. he was great. He was mm-hmm. really good. I'm yes. always thinking best in that season when we finished seventh or so under Zola. Yep. Zola's yep. like when he came in, 
And that was a, he would really dominate that defence. Mm. Every time someone attacked, it just seemed to be him cleaning it up, him in the air, getting the ball away. But also you could see the pointing. When you're at the game, obviously, which you do a lot, you get a sense of who the leaders are from the pointing. Yeah. Like Decker Rice does it a lot now and the talking to the other players. You can see him push up and whatever. Winston yeah. Reid was another really good defender for this who nearly went in as well. A player I really admired as a defender when he was fit and well. He was another good organiser. That, And, of course, Alvin Martin was as well. Not, yeah. Neither of those have made it in. But I just thought, like, I'm going to pick Matthew Oxen because I really enjoy it. And this is my team, right? Exactly. A team that I've enjoyed the most watching. Not necessarily the best. You could probably say we've had better centre-halves. We've had good centre-halves. We might have yeah. not had good fullbacks. We've had good centre-halves over the years. But Matthew Oxen, I really enjoy him. I thought he's a classy centre-half for me. Do you know what I mean? Very, yeah. very classy. Yeah, definitely. So it's... He's one, and the other one's going, I'll tell you that, I remember watching us away at Arsenal back in the Highbury days. We're talking yeah. terracing, we're talking Highbury. And because the away end held about six people, it was tiny, wasn't it, right? And I, I remember, I couldn't get tickets, so I'm on the North Bank at Highbury. Uh, I'm in the wrong end, I'm in with the Gooners. And it was one of our relegation seasons, right? And I remember, we won. We won 1-0. They were all over us but they couldn't score because Ian Wright who was their talismanic striker couldn't get the ball the reason he couldn't get the ball is he was completely marked out the game by Steve Potts yeah. Steve Potts wouldn't then get a kick he wasn't just man marking him he cut out the pass lane to him he was quick enough to stay with him if he did get the ball and tackle him his reading of what was going on he clearly been told keep right off the ball that's yeah. your job you mark right you stop him getting the ball and he did it immaculately, yeah. immaculately. And he was always a good player. And I really liked him. I knew he played fullback as well, but I really liked him as central defender, even though he wasn't the big burly type. No, no, really no, you're right. The game. And his pace was phenomenal. He was a player I really, really admired. I realised Steve Potts, so he's the other one. If, yeah, I know yeah, he's, yeah. someone else has come up a lot. And that's, again, a player who I think at the time we probably didn't appreciate enough, but in retrospect, I think he's, he's, you realise how good, but again, ahead of his time a bit, very much like, you could see him almost in a Pep Guardiola team, couldn't you? Because mm. he could pass and play mm. as well. You could see him in that sort of passing, yeah. uh, ball-playing defender role, which he kind of was, but yeah. that wasn't known then. You know what I mean? Defenders with huge units, weren't they? Do yeah, you know yeah, mean? yeah. No, totally. He shouldn't, yeah, for someone so small, he shouldn't have been so good at centre-back, really. Should. But he yeah. read the game fantastically and he was deceptively quick as well. That's what, um, oh, it, it might be mine, Alan, actually, when you're talking about him. Uh, deceptively quick, you know, as, as a centre-back. Um, and I think, you know, with, with Timmy Breaker coming in, obviously Potsy was at right-back, really. And Timmy coming in made Potsy move into the centre-backs. And that's what made it, I think. I think, Steve Potts is a, a West Ham legend, and he is. You know, obviously, you know he's under 23s coach now, so he's still in the club, and which is great. I love that. Continue. Yeah, yeah. there's been a real push in the last season, I'd say, since Pellegrini left. In before and start, just starting to. Obviously, you've got Potsy, you've got um, Colton, you've got um, Kaczewski, Zavon Ines, um, You know, it's. Even even Nolan coming in back in, you know, it's like although not a West Ham boy, so to speak, you know, massive, fantastic captain for us. Yeah, an important player for us, wasn't he, Kev Nolan? Mm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, incidentally, <laughs> we scored in that game, obviously to win it. It was in Mitchell Thomas turned up out of nowhere to run a ridiculously long shot in. And we won one nil. And I remember being stood, obviously I'm on my own, no colours on, because I'm in the way, I'm in the home yeah. end, that's yeah. the way back. And I remember I couldn't help it. I didn't share, I didn't do anything dark. I just went, yes. <laughs> and suddenly went, um, and do you know what happened? A 10 foot ring around me appeared. Everyone just moved away. Move away from the West Ham band. <laughs> I'm very tall, I'll give you that, but I'm clearly not in any way an aggressive person, do you know what I mean? But like, they just moved away. Like, oh my God, it's one of them. And like, there was a plague. There was a 10 foot well of emptiness around me on the packed North Bank. It was hilarious. Oh, brilliant. I couldn't so believe brilliant. we won that game. But I was down to even, uh, I think it was Mitchell Thomas scored the goal. Uh, it'll be remembered for that, obviously, no, I don't because I don't remember it. But I just remember Pops marking right out the game. That's why we won. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, what yeah totally. What, what a player. Right, actually, back five. Let's go midfield. Let's go Let's go left midfield then, Mike. Who would you have left midfield? Right. Uh, as I say, I've enjoyed watching this series. Thank and you. it's been, um, and yeah, some of them have been really eliminated, especially the player ones, some of the fan ones as well. But I've only seen once seen one person name this player, and I might get in trouble for saying it, but it is the only choice, and it's Dimitri Payet. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I know it went sour, but he is the best player I've ever seen in a West Ham shirt. Okay. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. I mean, there's a close second who's also in this team, by the way. <laughs> but... He is the best player I've ever seen wear a Cambridge shirt. That's last season at Upton Park. Well, I was fortunate enough to be there for that season, you know, and be, be mm. every game. Um, what a player. Mm. I mean, he was monstrously good. I, I, it was just, he was, well, world class. He was a yeah, world-class player. Playing for West Ham, and you know, arguably we've had one other one, Joel. Well, we, in my lifetime, we've had them in the past. Trevor Brooking and Devonshire, Bobby Moore, yeah. obviously. Yeah, you know, shout for those and the Jeffers. But uh, in my era of going and watching West Ham, he's the one. So he has to meet Dimitri Payet, and it's a shame what happened happened. But we'll always have that season. And my lad, who's um, eight and a fanatical West Ham fan, it's family curse. Yeah, um, I didn't have that handed to me, but he has, and he, he absolutely loves West Ham. And he will just sit there on YouTube watching that thing that West Ham put up with he, all his goals and assists, yeah, and just yeah. going, "How oh, good he!" And I'm like, "Yeah, I, I was there. I saw yeah. this happen. I was right behind him when he scored that free kick against Palace. I watched that goal. Oh, it's over. What? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is it? No, you're right. Did, it's like it was CGI or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How did you do that? Uh, it's just amazing. But just he would just dominate a game again out on a left inside forward position, but just run the game mm. from that position. And like, like you watch teams double up. No, no good. Because mm. even if you did manage to quell him, you've let Lanzini off the hook. And and he wasn't quick, was he? He wasn't a quick player. You know, he was a dumpy little bloke. You know, I can't speak myself. And, yeah, but he was a dumpy little bloke. But he just had this, like, he just he was just incredible. And he was doing it from the, from day one, wasn't it? You know, most foreign players take a couple of games. Day one, that Arsenal game, he was doing the, you know. The, the he was. 
he rocked. He was he was he was absolutely bossing it then. He had such a low centre of gravity though. He's strong. Yeah. Even though it wasn't that yeah. quick, you just couldn't get him off the ball. He had to foul him, and that's quick. If you fouled him near the penalty, it's like giving this a penalty. Exactly, I mean, yeah. It was ridiculous. So I mean, what a play! He had to go in. So that's that. Yeah, no, I agree. No, and- some people don't like him, but. Oh, we always love that season. I think I think you get that. I think you get that with those players, don't you? You know, you get it, it, mercurial players. I mean, he he joined us in the same way that he left us. So, what do we expect? Yeah. Arnautovic is the same, you know, and probably someone yeah. else is going to be in your team. We only signed him because he pushed over a referee. You yeah, know you what guess mean? who the other player is? Spoiler <laughs> alert! Spoiler alert! But I know Pia. I always put Pia. I always like, rate Pia as, as the best, technically best player I've ever seen. But he was the that was the first song my daughter learned to sing oh, she's she's well she's just turned eight as well so um she must always you've got a comment three at the time and i've got a video recording of her singing that song and uh and that was like you know because it was a catchy song we that was a i mean we 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 created that song and everyone else nicked it you know but it was a you know it was a great, i did great time. They did, yeah. Spurs especially, a good song, Nick, Spurs. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, but yeah, you're right. I and mean, that's a special memory. I'm, I'm pleased for you there, because that's a lovely connection to the club for your daughter and for you as well, isn't it? That's lovely. Oh, oh I've, got, I've got loads. I've got loads. You know, my, my daughter was due on the, on the Blackpool um, playoff final, um, and I had a front row ticket. So obviously I was at Wembley, and uh, <laughs> I was at Wembley uh, chaperoning... <laughs> Chaperoning bubbles the bear around the stadium. Um, yeah, and, and and she was she was born a couple of days afterwards. And uh, I I've got a picture of her about two days old sat in the playoff trophy. You know, <laughs> you know, like when they had that. You know, they had that sort of those pictures of people in like lettuce leaves and stuff. The babies. My daughter was in the playoff trophy, so she was scarred <laughs> at a very early age. Bless her. Anyway, let's go right midfield. <laughs> yeah, right midfield. Nice segue. Um, right, we still, back in the days of the North Bank Terrace, which looms large in yep. my life, the of memory of West Ham, and, and by the way, I'm not anti-Olympic Stadium, I just uh, know a lot of people really, I think the move was done badly and the rest of it, but there aren't good things about the Olympic yep. Stadium, I'm getting to that now, but I, I'm done with thinking I just live in the past. But back in the day, there was a ledge over to the, I think as you're looking at the pitch on the left, in front of where you'd get, get your bobrel and wagon wheel. Mm. And there was a little ledge which hung over to the, um, where the chicken run was, right? It just sort of to the side, it just took up that corner yeah. where you could see the goal, North Bank goal, really well, and the other goal. And me and a lot of other people who became, we became friends, right? And they had, a, I've got quite a surreal and cerebral, if you've ever watched my show, Michael Mundy, you'll know it's quite surreal and cerebral. And that is my genuine sense of humour. Yeah. And I was fortunate to meet people who were on a similar wavelength and we came up with some mightily weird songs yeah. and, and nicknames for players. And this player had one of them. And we started naming uh, some of the players, nicknaming them after prominent London landmarks. So this player was Wandsworth Town Hall because he was always hugging the right wing. <laughs> and a bit of politics thrown in. And that is, of course, Kevin Keane. Yeah. Uh, another one of your guests who I watched the show with him on and just because yeah. one of my favourite West Ham players ever. Uh, he is one of you. We talked earlier about players who weren't appreciated at the time. Underlined five times. That yeah, guy was fast in a jar. Uh, he never left that white line, did he? But to occasionally tap in a rebound. But yeah. what a skillful play. He was quick, uh, not 
less with dynamic pace, yeah. but you know, um, but but was still alive, nimble. He beat players. He mm. could play a brilliant pass. He worked hard. He'd get back and support. Uh, his fullback was often him to break over running down that side, wasn't it? And that was a good unit, you know. Yeah. And um, I always thought he was really underrated. I thought he was a better player yeah. than he was given credence for. So I'm going to go with Wandsworth Town Hall. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a lovely guy as well, absolutely. Yeah, he and wasn't, he came across brilliant. so well on your show, oh, he's mate. lovely, uh, honestly, he was such a nice guy. And 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 a, a total oxymoron to the, uh, yeah, because that's the right word, to his, his travel partner. So he used to travel in with Martin Allen. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I just said to him, how, how, how the F could you, like, survive? He went, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know sometimes. And it's like, yeah, and and then he was because like, he used to tell me where to go. Martin always used to tell me the directions, and we'd driven it all the time. I still know because when I interviewed Martin Allen, he gave me the directions from from Waltham Abbey Turnoff, and I and I used to live in there, and I live in Ormchurch now, so I know exact. I said, yeah, I know how to get to Chadwell Heath, Martin, from the M25. No, no, no. Then I went through Abridge down Dayton. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I used to live. My nan used to live in Dayton, but I used to live in Loughton. Yeah, you know, I go right, and I go up to a roller bowl. Collie Martin. Yeah, I do know. <laughs> Moby Dick pub, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> so yeah, Keno was lovely, and he's again another another. We've, we've missed him. We talk about the West Ham boys in the in the in the setup. Obviously, he's he's the under under 18s coach, isn't he as well? Um, yeah, yeah. It's great to have him in there because yeah. he understands the club and he knows who he's talking about. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Really does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's done like every every position at the club, you know, coaching wise, obviously coach, he was a, he was a reserve team manager, assistant first team manager, caretaker manager. He'd done them all. It was really funny. And like, it was just, he was a lovely guy. Right. Okay. It's going to central midfield then, Mike. Who's your first central midfield player? Okay. This is another one who's been, you've had on and yeah. has been mentioned by a lot of people. I'm going to keep this one brief because I want to talk about the other one. Or I bet might well be another first, right? Because remember, this is my favourite. Of course, players. It is. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah, watching West Ham. So I've gone for players that used to really excite me that I loved watching. Yeah. So Ian Bishop, sir, oh, absolutely must be oh. in there. You will never see a better passer of ball from the deep position. Just in when he had Stuart Slater going down that down down yeah. the left. Do you remember that he would play the ball into space for him? And Slater was on it. He just could find him, or he could find Trevor Morley, a, a, a just postage stamp pass. Yeah. You know, you call it Beckham esque this day, though, yeah. pre Beckham, really. But, you know, and what a player. Just a really, really, and he worked hard, and he got up and down that pitch. But yeah, yeah. He was class in a jar ball player. He had long hair like me at the time. <laughs> just loved him. Just thought he was, he was the, he was a biscuit, as we say, uh, the mustard. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, he was proper good. Yeah. So uh, Ian Bishop won. Yeah. And the other one, look, I understand. <laughs> he wasn't with us for long, not because of his fault. But if there was a player that I've seen, especially one that's come come through with us um, that's really excite me. I have got to go with Jack Collison. Yeah. I thought Jack Collison was an absolutely world-class player in the making. He had, he was so skillful. Mm. He was such a good passer of the ball, such a good reader of the game, so good off the ball as well. You watch the little movements he'd make into space to make himself available for all. He wanted the ball, and you what to do when he got the ball. He could beat a man as well. He could mm. dribble, he could shoot. 
it was I had it all, and I'm, I was there when the injury happened. Yeah, and and he never came back from that. I know he did technically. I saw him weirdly. I was again in the home end at Arsenal. This is a habit of mine. When he, he put us one 0 up there, we lost five one. But you could see the joys he ran off to see at the Emirates, and he ran off to yeah. celebrate uh, with the with the staff who were there, the medical staff who were in the dugout, you know, and just sort of. But it wasn't to be, was it? Do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. and, but for that again, that season under Zola, my word, what a player we had coming through there, and it just excited me. Excited me to see him play. Excited me, admittedly, part of that's the potential which never really happened. Nah, and, and so sad, but he was really good even at that level. He was good enough to be in West Ham's first team in the Premier League easily, yeah. and he would have got better. So mm. I'm going with Jack Colson in Bishop in midfield. So Yeah, nice. Nice, yeah. And as you said, you know, uh, I mean, someone like Jack, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, it's also the case with West Ham, isn't it? It's always what could have been. And uh, but obviously, I always think, you know, the balls of the man, you know, obviously, when his dad died and then he was playing, you know, that was like, you know, it's like the, 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 the love of football, the love of the club that he'd still play in that game, despite the fact that was, that was you know, those always, you know, always, always get a lump in my throat when I think about that. I think it's incredible. Um, okay. Jack's in. Bish Bosch is in. Oh, I love Bish Bosch. Uh, right, I love it. He's, he's brilliant. Honestly, I love him. He's such a nice guy, honestly. He's like absolutely brilliant. We had such a laugh. Right, okay, let's go up front. Who we got up front then? And Mike. Well, I'm going to go there. Both of these are both pretty obvious, I'm afraid. But uh, you've already alluded. Um, <laughs> the, the second best player I've ever seen pushes high uh, A close. The best player I've seen in the Grand Blue of West Ham is, of course, Paolo Di Canio. Yeah. Um, and every good West Ham team that I can remember has had a nutter. Yeah, <laughs> We've yeah, yeah. had a nutter. Mad Dog, Paolo, Marco Bugas. And um, do you know what I mean? We're always best with someone slightly off, yeah. off, off their rocker, but it's still really good at playing football. Do you know what I mean? And, and uh, he was our talismanic nutter backslash genius. And there is a fine line, I often think. Yeah. In, I've worked in, you know, worked in the arts of, all my life, you know, music yeah. industry medium, whatever. And you see in those industries how, how fine that line is between brilliant and lunatic, do you, yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, all the time, you know. And um, and he was that that, that way, 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 way thin line between just being brilliant. And, and you're right, the only reason we got him to push the referee over when when, <laughs> when Plan Sheffield Wednesday. I only remember when we signed him, and at the time, my girlfriend at the time, well, long, long ago, uh, was was from Sheffield, big Wednesday fan, and I and she was teasing me, going, "You're going down." So no, you are. You haven't got anyone to score goals for you. Yeah. You've sold Barlow de Ganyo. Who's going to score your goals? And they went down, and we didn't. And I was right. <laughs> I mean, but you're like, <laughs> that was that was the you know their their loss. They wanted to react like that because of what mm-hmm. happened, rather than keep the classy player. Yeah. Um, they thought he was too volatile for him, whatever. We'll have him because we love enough at West Ham, but we also. Do. What a player. He was so good, you know, so good. Yeah, no, he was. And that's why when I, I say Payet is, is technically the best I've seen at West Ham, but I would say for me, De is the best player because you've got, like, it's almost like a, a pie chart. Technic, you've got technical ability. Then you've got 
passion and charisma, which he had. And then you just had just entertainment value. And we want to be entertained. You know, we, we're not in it for the football, Mike, are we? Let's be perfectly honest. We wouldn't be West Ham fans. We just want to be entertained. Well, we are in it for the, we're not in it for the winning. That's not for the sure. winning. But you know what I mean? And we just want to be entertained. And, and part of that, particularly that era... That was like a soap opera. It was like it was almost like it was Dream Team on Sky One. You know, you'd have him on there, and oh, who's this bloke, Marco Boogers? Oh yeah, he's off. Who's this guy? You know, it's like it was like a crazy time. We've interviewed loads of people in that era, um, and and they, you know, even like some of the guys who were just not even breaking to the first team, but were like youth team players at the time. They were like, we don't know what was going on. You know, it was oh, we were full, we were full of loonies, weren't they? Joey Beecham. Oh, I don't yeah. want to play. Be- Girlfriend in Oxford, it's Oxford. There are roads. It's not <laughs> like you moved from, from Japan or something, is it? Do you know oh, what I mean? Brilliant. <laughs> what was going on there? You, you just, you're right, it was so Godfrey and it was hilarious. I mean, you just think, what is going on? But but he he was, he grew a love for the club. He did, he, yeah. We weren't, he didn't come through our uses or anything like that. But at the end, we all now know that he's a proper, he is a hammer and he's yeah, an honorary he's got, hammer. He's got a tattoo, he, he you know. Well, he loves them. Exactly. Man's got a tattoo at West Ham on him. You know I mean? It's like, you know, he's inked himself for us. You know, it's, you know, for someone who's not from round here, um, you know, he's, yeah. yeah. But he's, he's brilliant. I love him. I love him. Absolute box office. I always tell a story, like, I think it was, Nicky Hawkins from West Ham Fan TV when I interviewed him he was saying we talking about Paolo and he, and he told me his story which I always tell everyone else because it's brilliant they were doing one of those fan Q&A things um, you know when like players turn up and stuff and it was Paolo and Nicky turned up you know shirt and trousers Paolo turns up as you can imagine absolutely immaculate you know Gucci everything glasses bronzed you know and Nicky just said to him man you look good Paolo he just turned around pulled his collar up and he went I always dress up for my family done that's it might drop in it might drop <laughs> literally I was crying my eyes out when he told me that it was like so like lovely but you could just see him doing that but uh that's why we love him that's why we love him right okay Paolo's here. who's, who's Paolo gonna partner then Mike who's the last piece of this Mike pie I nearly, I nearly went with Trevor Morley, right? Mm. He was a yard of pace short of playing yeah. for England, Trevor Morley. One of the yeah. most underrated strikes we ever had. I know everyone talks about his work ethic and the fact he put his body in line, but he's actually good as well. Mm. He was good. But if he had a yard of extra pace, he would have been absolute dynamite. Yeah. So, um, but I'm not. I've gone with a slightly more obvious Dean Ashton. Because yeah. the last... Great centre forward. Maybe Haller's going to be the last great centre forward. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I'm hoping that after a season of bedding in, it'll, it'll, he could come good though. I genuinely think it's, it's there. The pieces we can get- are there. The pieces are there. That's the thing. That Southampton yeah. game was a yeah. blueprint, and that, you know he can't play on his own. He can't. And you saw the confidence when he had Antonio up front with him. There was the Rabonas. There was the flicks. There was the dropping off. It's the three. You've got it. It's Haller, Bowen, and Antonio. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. The pieces are there, and and if he. he it some it takes players some players so like yeah, you said my yeah, yeah. arrival was gone straight away he yeah. was he was in his own straight away it takes some players longer I'd like to think this has been a betting in season 
the, not just him, but we who worked at Outer Plan, you're right, Southampton right. absolutely bang on pieces of there. And I'm hoping that he's going to be the next really classy striker we've had who's going to score. Mm. Well, I don't think it's like a 20-goal season striker is old school. I just and and you look who scores twenty goals a season. How much they cost? We're not. We can't afford them. No. So unless we do, we make one from the youth academy, which we could do yeah. if we're lucky. Uh, you know, a, a twelve to fifteen goal a season striker is a successful yeah. striker for me, yeah. especially if he's bringing other people in the game like Bowen or Antonio, chipping with seven or eight, yeah, add yeah. them together, and you've suddenly got a lot of attacking returns. Exactly. And do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. You, you, you're away. But this idea that we're going to get like uh, um, you know, the twenty goal striker without forking out literally hundred million—that's how much they cost now. Sorry, yeah. but that is what you have to pay. So I've gone with Dean Ashton. He yeah. was a really, really great player. I, I considered Sacco as well because I really liked him yeah, when he yeah, played. Yeah. But he went mental and funny as well. But yeah, Dean Ashton. Yeah, class and the jar striker, both footed. He could play on the floor. He could. He was good in the air. But the best thing about him, he was a really good poacher. He mm. would just, if the goalkeeper, like the FA Cup final was a great example. Goal, he's fluffed it. Ashton's right on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right yeah. place, right time striker, wasn't he? As well as doing, he had the skill set, he had the physique. It was all there. And then Sean Wright did it. Oh, do you know, I still don't like the match. I was watching something the other day. I think it was that Peter Crouch thing on Saturday night and Sean Wright Phillips was there. And I just turned it off. And my wife went to me, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, just Sean Wright Phillips. I just can't, can't stand the man. <laughs> I understand. I mean, he's not even like he got injured on the pitch, is it? Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's like, bugger. at least Jack Collison was playing for us at the time. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, another player of injury, but at least he was great for a season. You know what I mean? And, and he, he, he wanted to come and play for us. He was very good. He still sees himself, I think, as a... As uh, someone who's associated with the club and is proud to be, did Geo interviewed him yeah, for yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Chat, and that was a really enlightening interview. And he came across as a really nice guy in that yeah. as well, you know, just just like. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm I'm you know a big big fan of his. I thought he was a great player. Let's hope Hilaire can eclipse that striker hoodoo we have to a certain certain point do you know yeah. what I mean I mean I, I, I mean he's French I mean I take you know a, a Freddie Canute approach you know I mean I, I love Freddie Canute when he was at West Ham was I, I'll take I'll take that you know if he could be Freddie Canute that's fine for me you know because I think he was brilliant as well but um, he was he was he was he's not dissimilar to Canute as well if you think about the way he played that mm-hmm. language kind of like approach to when he's not got the ball do you know what I mean yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was almost uh, I mean I was thinking about Canute he was almost too laid back for his own good wasn't he really I think he was, was that's why he yeah. never made the upper echelons anyway <laughs> Canute's not in his team doesn't matter uh, right man it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you loved it loved it loved it loved it thank you so much so my pleasure thank you for having me on mate really appreciate Thanks. it and I will Ask viewers to check out my show, Mike, on Monday. Just type that into YouTube and you'll find it. And uh, also on Hammers Chat. And it's on Monday, maybe by a bloke called Mike. <laughs> and, uh, but thank you so much, Russ, for having me on. Really appreciate it. I will um, distribute this in links to my show as well. <laughs> thank you, Mike. And obviously, thank you to everyone for watching as well. Um, you know, just do like, share, subscribe. Obviously, like, share, subscribe. Hammers Chat and Hammers Chat Forum. You know, we've, you know, Gonzo did a lovely video about me on 
like last Tuesday as well. You know, so we uh, we always reciprocate each other's each other's uh, each other's channels. Uh, and until next time, everyone, uh, from me and Mike, take care, everybody. Stay safe, and we'll see you again very very soon. See ya. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.